Crushed is actually based off of Heart of Darkness. No way. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? No. No way. Okay, you did do experimental with your screenwriting. Okay. So, like, that's amazing. So, he's Captain Kurtz. Kurtz. He's Captain Kurtz. Oh, my God. No way. What? What the fuck? I, like, so weird. It's, like, I feel like my most recent, like, reckoning with myself is like being okay with how weird I am because <laughs> like I wrote a teen comedy that's like based off of Heart of Darkness like who does oh that? Welcome to the Comedy Girl Crush Podcast. I'm Kate Siegel. I'm Nikki Irvin. And our guest today is the incredible Heidi Lux. More about Heidi in a second. Kate, it's been one month since we did the podcast. Yeah, it's been about a month. Dude, the, the surge is, it's real, man. The surge is real. It's real. Yeah. And it freaks me out yeah. that we act like this thing is over. It's very much so not over. No, yeah, 100%. It's just like, I guess it's like killing fewer people. Yeah. Uh, my uh, my partner, Jules, is currently um, on the like off swing. Uh, like, so he still has COVID right now. Damn. Um, he's had it for a week. Okay. Uh, I saw him. So I saw him a week ago, like a week ago, Monday. I saw him that night. And then the next day he had covid uh so it was like oh i thought that i had covid uh i was like i'm for sure we were totally touching tongue um but i do not have covid and i think that i am immune you know i i'm gonna knock on hella wood but lauren and i haven't gotten it yet we have been very careful yeah um but I also, when my dad had it, I was in the hospital with him, like, oh. you know, for like 12 hours a day in the COVID wing of the hospital. Like, yeah, I had my mask on and I was like wearing a gown and stuff, but I was like, if, as exposed as I probably ever am ever going to be. Yeah. And I didn't get it, but I did read and I don't want to like, I don't like being one of these people that's like, I read this thing and I'm going to say it like it's true <laughs> and science. But this actually was from a scientific journal that um, cells that uh, were heavily, well, I can't, I don't know the word, but like uh, infused with THC were more resistant to the COVID vaccine or to the COVID virus. <gasps> yeah. This makes sense. And so th- my working theory is that being boosted and vaxxed like vaxxed and boosted helps. Uh-huh. Obviously. But I think I got this third <laughs> a level of defense that most people and like I know some people are like, I smoke a lot of weed and I still got it. I'm like, no, you don't smoke enough weed. Only Nikki and I smoke enough <laughs> weed. Like you don't know what enough weed is. You've yeah. never smoked it. <laughs> That's my uh, working theory is that we okay. have this third yeah. level of defense that other people don't have. My working theory for myself, I didn't I didn't know about the weed stuff, but for me it was just that like, oh, I've already got an autoimmune disease, so I already oh. have like my like immune system is already like a spaz. It's like already fighting shit yeah, off right and left. Like, yeah, because yeah. I genuinely 
I really don't actually get sick, like sick, sick a lot. Like I don't get fevers a lot. I don't get like the flu a lot. Um, I just generally feel like shit all the time, like on a base level. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm generally always at a three, but I just don't, you know, you know. Damn, you really don't show it, by the way. What? Well, thank you. You you come across as like a fucking feeling like a seven or eight all the time. Oh no, I feel like I want to throw up right now as we're Dude, talking. Shut the fuck up, yeah. Nikki. <laughs> wow. I like I tr I really try. Like I think for a long time I really tried to hide how shitty I feel, and now I'm like I'm trying to be more like uh, take ownership of it. Yeah. You're like this weekend. I just like slept half the weekend because i was like you know what i don't have to fucking fight it anymore there's no reason i'm tired and i just want to fucking sleep oh, so i did hell yeah dude. yeah you know i um i i'm always in a shitty mood and i have no excuse and i feel <laughs> like you're always so delightful and you would have mm. the most excuse mm. to be mm. Mm. no no <laughs> just just around me <laughs> Just around you, like, this is, like, my, like, happy, like, yeah. me, my happiest is getting to, like, Aww. talk to you and do this podcast. It's just, like, in, like, performing in general. I'm, yeah. like, oh, everything feels really, really good. You're uh, a born performer. It's yeah, facts. it's yeah. true story. And I just keep, <laughs> I keep, like, being, like, no, it's fine. I can be somebody who just, like, reads. <laughs> It's like, I am so depressed, like the most depressed I've ever been because oh, uh, I'm not performing. Yeah. And then doing the work to actually get to the point of performing feels like a lot. Are yeah. you performing right now? Are you doing stand up? I know uh, you were going to start. I am. Um, Yeah, I had to. Uh, I uh, it was like, I had to. It was like, no, I was just depressed and didn't. <laughs> fucking feel like it or like last week i signed up for an open mic um and then jules got covid and i was like well uh, i don't want to like maybe i have exposed yeah yeah so that kind of like happened two weeks in a row where i was like i think i might be exposed to covid so i'm not gonna sign up for this thing like yeah. um but i'll fuck it i don't care if i am i'm still coming to your open mic <laughs> No, thank you for being safe no. and responsible. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not spread that <laughs> shit around if you have it. Yeah. Seems obvious to me, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like if you think that you might have been exposed, even if you don't have symptoms, maybe don't maybe do just the thing. wait. Yeah. Maybe just wait it wait out. Wait a couple days and make sure that no symptoms like hit. You know? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, it's really interesting. I think that like COVID is one thing that people are so selfish about. It blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, yeah. okay. It's weird. This I feel like this is the thing that's getting me to be less selfish. Yeah. Like, yeah, I used to be yeah. such a fucking selfish ass. Do you know how many times I've had unprotected sex? Or I think about, like, just, how often I would knowingly go sick to things yeah. because I didn't, I didn't, I felt like it was faux pas to cancel. Or, right, right. You know I mean? Yeah, like, like, you didn't want to be, oh, the, the person is canceling, canceling on a thing. Yeah, yeah. especially if you're generally flaky and then, like, you have a real reason, like, you're sick. Yeah. And then you're like, no, 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 I should still go. And I look yeah. back on stuff like that and I'm like, what an asshole man like fucking going to places <laughs> spreading your germs around like what a fucking selfish asshole yeah, but now now we're being maybe too cautious uh, i don't no. know if there's such a thing no. yeah no i don't yeah. i don't think so take care of each other yeah yeah take care of yourself um, no it's good it's hard to it's hard when it's just exposure too to like you know be like 
I should stay home. Yeah. But like, yeah, I'm proud of you. Good Thank job. You. Yeah. Thank you. So I actually want to take a second to shout out this great open mic in Los Angeles uh, in the Valley that I really enjoyed called Witty Titties. It's a really supportive mic. It was really, really fun. Um, and I've really enjoyed, uh, you know, that one. That's a good one. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Witty yeah. titties. Witty titties. Yeah. In NoHo, right? In NoHo. Yeah. Um, this brings me to an interesting uh, sort of debate, <laughs> I guess, in comedy of like when you're doing open mics now, like they have these things called slotted mics, which is like where you can actually sign up ahead of time and you can you can pick where you are basically in the lineup, ideally, or at the very least say like, hey, you know, I'm in for this hour. So that way, you know, going into it, right, that you uh, have this spot and you know you're going to be performing within this time frame. Uh, so you're not going there and waiting for like hours and hours for your name to maybe be pulled out of a bucket. Um, but some comedians don't like that. The people who don't like it, what don't they like about it? Uh, I think the argument is that um, for some people, it's like they're so uh they're like their social time right like that's how they get to know other comedians and they i think they like that like that old school sort of like you're hanging out there with your your friends um all night yeah. whereas like a slotted is like hey you know you've got this this time period and like once you're done you have to get out of the room you know yeah. get out of that space so I think that's the argument is the social element kind of goes away when people are a little more structured and a little more focused um, and can then take their time and like use it wisely, do multiple mics, mics in a night. All right. I got to work on these transitions. Uh, but you know what? Uh, none of that matters because we're here to talk about Heidi Lux. Uh, I've been wanting to have her on for a long time. She's incredibly so funny. She's written for Reductress, McSweeney's. She's a managing editor for The Belladonna. She wrote the film Crushed that's currently on Tubi. Check it out. And is currently a writer for Nickelodeon Animation, which sounds very mysterious. <laughs> Heidi, it is such a pleasure to have you on today. And uh, thank you. Thank you for making us laugh. <laughs> Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. I'm definitely a fan of the podcast, so I'm like oh, so honored. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, well, we are just like so thrilled that you could like make time for us and come here. And also yeah. you brought us the most fucking delicious cookies. Yes. Please tell us about these cookies. Uh, these are uh, cookies with jam in the middle. They're <sighs> peach and raspberry jam made oh from gosh. scratch. Uh, and they are a um, a warm up to making a much harder cookie. No <laughs> way. Uh, I'm um, I'm Polish, and so there's this Polish cookie that has jam in it, and it's very uh, like most Polish food is very complicated and time consuming. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to just get in there and test the waters with a different jam cookie before before wasting my whole time in a block of cream cheese on. On a more complicated oh, cookie. Um, so this cookie has cream cheese. Not this one. The the, the one that I want to make. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what what's it called? Um. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> jam. Some jam, jam. cookie. Is uh, the recipe you have like a family recipe? Oh God, no. My mom doesn't cook. <laughs> so. Uh, 
Yeah, my family didn't really have food in Poland, so. Um, oh wow! So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, my mom doesn't cook either, but it's just because she grew up in the '70s and she just made everything in the microwave. But yeah. that's a different story. Very different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. So, uh, your family is that part of the reason they immigrated to the United States? Yeah, my mom um, grew up in communism, and uh, her like, like her family. She was born during World War II. She had me very late, so I'm like. Not, I'm not old, <laughs> um, but she like, like most of the men like in her family of a certain generation were just like died and then they lived in communism. They were starved and uh, <laughs> um, oh. just given like a really hard time. So they, they escaped. My family is like really intense. Like my grandmother um, was, she was an American citizen and she lost her citizenship because she voted in a foreign election. Uh, which she couldn't do at the time. Um, oh, fuck. Yeah, oh, yeah okay. she was like forced. Was she living in the United States? No, yeah. she, she was born in Brooklyn and okay. then her family moved back to Poland. Okay. Um, in between the wars. And then she okay. <laughs> was forced to vote at gunpoint. Um, oh, and, oh, and that oh, caused her to lose yeah. her American citizenship. Yeah. Wow. And then she like tried like really, really hard to get her family out. Um, she like... There was like she was gonna have a Swede like take her in a boat to America, and then he tried to like trade it for sexual favors, and she was like, "Oh no, the price is too high." Um, and then eventually, through like all this like work, she found like a distant relative in Chicago and like wrote to him, and he sponsored the family, and then they finally like made it out. Holy wow. shit! Crazy, yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. It's not even like um, the worst story. I feel like that's probably like the mildest of all yeah. family stories. Like, that's the pee. Yeah. yeah. That's like the kids, the, the fucking Disney cartoon. Yeah. Version. That one doesn't involve death. So that one is. Oh my so what I'm hearing is that you have a lot of inherited trauma, which is probably <laughs> added to your skills as a comedian, which has made you so hilarious. Um, no. Um. <laughs> have you ever actually, though, have you ever thought about like writing like that story as well? Is that Or have that, you yeah, already? Yeah. I, I'm interested in doing it. Like the only thing is I write comedy and yeah. it's like definitely not a comedy. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, there, <laughs> it's like, there are ways to do comedy, but it's like, do you like, do you want, do you want yeah. to do that? Like yeah. you, like I'm thinking about like, okay, Catherine the great, right. That's on TV. Like yeah. the shit that's happening on that show is really fucked up, but the way they like go about it is very like lighthearted and sort of like, yeah. Like, you know, right, it feels right. so low stakes and when in reality, like people are fucking dying and it's like horrible, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, do you want to do that? <laughs> yeah. 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 Is that how you really feel about it? That you want to like make it lighthearted? Uh, is it? That's yeah. actually like when people talk about life is beautiful now, that's like one of the more common criticisms that comes up. It's like in retrospect, did we need a Nazi comedy? Yeah. <laughs> or Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, Jojo too. Rabbit. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh my God. It made me cry so hard. Like the moment with the shoes. Like yeah. when you see the shoes, I'm, I'm yeah. like going to cry like thinking about it right now. Like, and Scarlett Johansson, like she did so much for her son. And like, that was my grandma, like doing so much for like my mom and my uncle. Yeah. But yeah, do I want to do a Jojo Rabbit? Yeah. <laughs> right. Is that, yeah. Yeah. It's not like it's a bad thing. It's just like, do I want to do that? Yeah. yeah. And it's like so off brand from like everything I do, which is like lighthearted. Yeah. Comedies yeah. for women. It's like very fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Totally. Yeah. But I also think that to bring it back to comedy, um, yeah. I feel like that's, weirdly part of 
like kind of feeds into that, like everything my ancestors gone through went through is like we saw like how dark life could be. And then so now it's like you have to celebrate the lightness too. <laughs> um, <laughs> like it can't all be like death and suffering all the time. Totally. Yeah. Oh <laughs> True story. Yeah. Is your grandmother or your your parents like, do they have a good sense of humor? Are they funny? Yeah. My mom is really, really funny, but she's only really funny in Polish. Um, <laughs> so I don't speak Polish. So there's like this whole side of my mom that I, I don't know. But yeah, she's Aww. like really, really witty. My uncle's like really, really good at telling stories and um, my grandmother was like an opera singer. She wanted to be an opera singer. So I feel oh. like there's this whole, uh, just like all, like my family is just really good at like turning to art to like yeah. bring you out of whatever you're going through. Yeah. yeah. Where do they live? My mom lives in Florida, which is where I grew yeah. up. Okay. Yeah. Florida in the yeah. house. What what income, yeah. um, and then my uncle is in Long Island. Oh. Gotcha. Right on. Um, and you grew up in Florida. Florida. Yeah, I yeah. was born in New York, but raised in Florida. Born in Manhattan, Brooklyn? Manhattan. Manhattan. Manhattan Fifth yeah. Avenue. <laughs> wow. Sinai. Uh, and yeah. is that, that's where your mom was living at the time? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and when did you guys move to Florida? Um, we moved when I was six months old. Oh, okay. So I'm basically like from there when you were like yeah. a little baby <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, when I was little I like tried to be like oh I'm from New York I'm from New York and then I had to be like okay no I'm from Florida <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what part of Florida Tampa Bay yeah. Okay, yeah. right on. Yeah. Um, yeah. my cousin played for the raises triple A team for like six months no way. <laughs> yeah. oh my god uh, that's oh. my one connection yeah. to Florida oh yeah. wow <laughs> Go raise. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. You uh, you a Rays fan? Oh God, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you like growing up? What did you do when you were yeah. in Florida as a kid? Um. Oh God, I like. I feel like I've spent like most of my adult life trying to like get rid of the fact that I'm from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when like, did you leave? I left. So I went to college. I went to NYU. And, oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Escaped back to New York. Got back. Yeah. Uh, escaped back to New York. Yeah. I love yes, that. yes. Yes. And then I came back after college for like a little bit and then I came out to LA. Oh, okay. so yeah. pretty quickly after you graduated, you moved back to L. You moved out to LA. I I was I was in Florida for like a little bit, and then like just getting my shit together, and then relatable getting married. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then got moved to LA, and then got divorced. <laughs> and he he moved out here with you. He did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, Is yeah. he still here? No. Did he move back? Oh, I feel terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Don't feel terrible. Yeah, it's fine. You got him out of there for a little while. Yeah. yeah. You know, life, uh, life, if everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Facts. Right? Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Do you identify as like a Florida woman now at this point? Like, do you realize like that there's, oh, hold on. I view the world in a, in a different like sort of a filter than other people. Yeah. I don't know if you've had this experience too, being from Florida, but I feel like there's all this stuff that like you feel is normal. Yes. And then it's like, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Examples, please. Uh, Oh God, I just had one and I just forgot it. But like my best friend and I, we we would like get in our car and just like, like stalk our crushes. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I did that too. And then like Laura Chin who did Florida Girl is from the same area as me. 
And she used that as an example of like people, what people did in Florida and they did yeah. do elsewhere. And I was like, <laughs> really? People don't do that elsewhere? Yeah. Yeah. No, uh-uh, no. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was constantly <laughs> stalking my like crushes. Yeah. We had oh my, my best friend from high school, her friend's boyfriend was addicted to Xanax. Mm-hmm. And okay. Yeah. And so we like drove by like his house and like chalked his car um that's okay. like a normal like Friday yeah, thing yeah. to do like just writing Xana don't like Xana don't do that anymore <laughs> like <laughs> on his car um uh. <laughs> yeah because this 17 year old was very addicted to Xanax like <laughs> as you do in Florida yeah okay yeah. I was gonna say the the weird drug use thing Whippets, whippets or whippets yeah. a thing in Whippets Florida? were a thing. I feel like blue like middle school. Yeah, oh, like middle, okay. like that was like that was for very young people. That was like elementary, middle school. That is so yeah. funny. Oh my god, that's a, no, that's what you did. That, it was like that was like you the huffed, fifth grade drive. Yeah, you have to glue. You have to glue in middle school markers, and like whippets, markers, yeah. things like Got that. It. And then in high school, like you very quickly moved on to weed. But then like by mm-hmm sophomore you're doing like ecstasy um yeah i feel like sophomore year at least in my school (laughs) except the drama kids i don't know my experience was like the drama kids didn't do anything that was me i was a drama kid i didn't do anything yeah and my best friend like never did anything like she started doing drugs i don't know if i should say but she started doing drugs in college i've still never done a drug to this day like really yeah yeah Yeah. um (laughs) very straight laced but um yeah, it's just I'm so like shocked that like this is like like it's not weird. I mean, it's it's weird, but it's not weird for Florida. Yeah, like or this like, whole like drug pattern. I know so you guys just talking about yeah. that. Yeah. It was so seamless. You're like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, this and then this. Gosh, and I'm yeah. Just, like, uh, when you when yeah. you start doing if you're gonna do drugs, this is what this is the timeline mm-hmm. for what it is. Yeah. I remember when I was in high school, uh robo tripping was a thing that people were doing. They had graduated yeah. from weed to cough syrup. <laughs> oh, I feel like cough syrup was also a thing that was middle, middle school. school. I would yeah. assume yeah. in Florida that'd be middle school. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. like pretty standard. Yeah. 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 Um, I, yeah. California, that's like a cool, that's a cool thing. <laughs> <laughs> Florida, you are a child. Yes, <laughs> yes. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah. that's so funny. I've always thought of myself as like relatively like yeah. experienced and exposed. And now I'm like, oh no, I got nothing. And I also yeah. love the irony that like everywhere else, the drama kids are like the, like, the sluttiest, horniest. <laughs> yeah. But in Florida, the drama kids are where you go to escape all of that. It's you guys are the true, ones with yeah. motivation and direction. Yes. Yeah. You guys have yes. a plan and yes. a goal yes. to get out. Yes. <laughs> it's very true. Very yeah. true, yeah. Yeah, a lot of the other kids in my um, my senior class, like they also went to New York. They also like had like an like a plan. Yeah, they're like, no, this is my way out yes. of Florida. Why yes. would I fuck that up with drugs? No, yep. thank you. Yeah. I'm moving on. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. I don't know if I've ever ta- like talked to somebody about that. But that's true. <laughs> so god. Uh, that's so awesome. okay. So okay. What did you study in school in um, in college? So I went to um I went to NYU. Yeah. Um, Tish. Um, yeah. Maybe you've heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's kind of famous. Um, yeah, um, I went there for drama. Oh but my god. No big deal. It was like really hard to get in. Uh, no big deal. That, but no it's like whatever. Yeah. I mean I That's did awesome. early decisions and I oh my got god. it without my 
letter of recommendation. Wow. Wow. So, strong audition. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, because uh, yeah, my guidance counselor like never sent it. And then I found out until like after, no but like way. before I got accepted. And then he's like, well, you should have like you should have gotten it. And I'm like, why did I give you an envelope with a stamp? <laughs> it was such a wonderful like fuck you, though, to be yeah. like, I got in and I didn't need your shit. So yeah. like, why are you giving me a hard time? <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was in the experimental theater wing. There's like seven different studios. And so I got to do experimental theater, which wow. was, uh, very fun, but also not for me. <laughs> um, what, yeah. um, what plays did you do? I didn't do any play. I don't think you're required to, to do, do plays. Yeah. Oh, but okay. I did a lot of improv outside of college. So I took classes at like UCB and. Is that where you started doing mm-hmm. comedy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sweet. I started so long ago that it might. Like my sketch class, but the first sketch class I signed up for got canceled because not enough people signed up. <gasps> wow, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. throwback. Oh yeah. man, so so you're you're doing experimental theater at Tisch <laughs> School at NYU uh, and taking UCB classes in the summer. Like, are at the time were you like? Were you like aware, like, did you know what you wanted to do or how how did you figure this out? I figured out I wanted to do comedy when I was in high school, like freshman year. I was like, okay, this is it. Like, um, I saw like kids in the hall with my best friend in Orlando at Hard Rock. Nice. Oh my God. Um, live. Live. I've never yeah. seen Holy them live. Shit. That's like yeah. a bucket list. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. It was like, I saw it and I was like, oh my God, like you can do this. And then I was like, yeah, this is it. This is like everything I want to do. So were you familiar yeah. with the kids in the hall before you saw them live? Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. yeah. Okay. Because Comedy Central mm-hmm. is education. Yeah. Yes. Same. Yes. Yeah. 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 Same. Yeah. Um, what's your, do you have a favorite kid? Kevin. <gasps> yeah. Oh, <laughs> right on. Very good. Very good. Were you, were, what else were you like a fan of? Uh, um, well, I guess this question is coming later. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll save it. Right. We'll yeah, save it. Save it. That. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, pass. Smash or, okay. Smash or pass. Smash pass. Hall audition. Uh, maybe we'll save that for the lightning round. <laughs> <laughs> Smash all. <laughs> I know. Basically, right? Oh, um, my God. There's only five, so it'll be short. I know. Yeah. Oh, well, Paul Bellini also. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but so when, so you knew you wanted to do comedy, but that's like not an option at Tisch. Is how did you uh, well, choose experimental theater or were you so placed? I got it assigned. I like, I wanted to be in like Stella Adler. Like, I don't know why. And um, I was like, I came in with like a monologue from Psycho Beach Party. And then my auditioner was like, very like, like, thank God was like, no, you don't want to be in like this serious acting studio. You should be in experimental theater. And I didn't really like it. I did, um, like, I was very serious about comedy, like, very like uh that like you know very uptight prudish is like never done a drug like type a like want to like please everybody all the time girl was like very like like I had my books I like read everything I would like go to the library and just like pull books about like comedy and like old Canadians and stuff and just like read and uh, probably not fun (laughs) no but this actually this makes so much sense because you are like like you do you seem like a very great wealth of information about comedy I feel like your instincts are very very good as a performer I like I love Harold Lloyd he's like the silent comedian from the 1920s I like was obsessed with him in high school and he says like to do comedy you have to be a student of comedy 
And I really like took that to heart. And then Delaney said that too, like you have to be like a comedy scientist. Like you have to like have your, um, like you have to have like your artist palette. You have to have like all the different shades um, that you can paint with and you have to like really know what you're doing. And I think um, I definitely really took that to heart. And like college was this amazing time where I could just like indulge in art and like just be like, I think NYU has like a reputation for being pretentious. So I was like <laughs> pretentious in like a different way. Like even if I wasn't like, really like serious about acting I was like very serious about comedy and like <laughs> yeah. it's I, it was wonderful I got to like um do like movement classes and and accent class and just really like pursue my interests in like in a way that I haven't been able to do since because you have yeah. to be like a grown-up yeah um so yeah it was like really once I got past freshman year because freshman year was awful like <laughs> so awful but like once I got past that then it was this beautiful um artistic paradise. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we were taking, you had to do the things you liked in school and right. then also you were taking comedy classes. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. So back to something Nikki asked, how like you, it sounds like you were kind of like in a sweet spot in New York. What mm-hmm. made you decide you wanted to move to LA? Um, I think I was starting to get a little frustrated because I wasn't really getting opportunities at UCB and I felt like I was at a point where I should have been getting them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, felt that I was, it was also very cold in New York and I'm not a cold person at all. Um, so I think I was just, just kind of felt like it was like I needed to not be in New York anymore. Yeah. It's yeah. a very small pool. Like it's um, like, I like to say it's like a local market that like thinks it's like a national market. Mm, um, interesting. Uh, Cause like LA is like definitely like a national market. Like everything's here. Like there's so much going on, but New York is still very like, niche in terms of opportunities or at least it was when I was there um and then like as far as comedy went like it was just UCB like you got on a Herald team or like you didn't do comedy like it wasn't like yeah. the indie teams weren't a thing yet um right so I wasn't getting on a Herald team so it was just like okay well <laughs> like right all right like go fuck yourself like, <laughs> um you're yeah. a good company by the way yeah obviously yeah. and some of the best ones never did you know yeah like, yeah well, it got very frustrating because, like, I had, like, one audition that I felt like I did, like, really well. And I was, like, for sure I'm going to get it. And then Billy – I didn't get it. And then Billy Merritt, like, pulled me aside and he's, like – he's, like, hey. Like, he was, like, really encouraging. He's, like, keep going. Like, you're good. You got this. And, like – and then I, like, never – like, nothing ever happened. And it was – I mean, it was really nice of Billy Merritt to do that because I definitely needed it as, like, a very yeah. insecure, like, people-pleasing 19-year-old girl. But <laughs> – yeah. um, and it's, like, still stuck with stuck with me to, like, this day. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I think it was like harder for women. And I think it's harder for people who weren't dating anybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, real oh talk. God, that's so yeah. true, dude. That's fucked up. Uh, so LA, <laughs> how did LA treat you when you first got here? Uh, mm-hmm. LA was much better because there's a lot more opportunities here. There's um, like the indie scene was like thriving when I finally made my way out here. And- what year was that? 2012. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good time to come. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Wow. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Wow. Nicely done. (laughs) (laughs) You've got a lot to show for it, too. That's what I mean by nicely done. Like 10 years, you've got like a film that's out and like a hell yeah. yeah, Like, which I have. I, I have a question about it, but I'll ask later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay, so you moved to LA and mm-hmm. more opportunities? Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a lot more going on there. I think I still thought I wanted to be an actress when I moved out here, which was like, I think very like intimidating, mm-hmm. like immediately. And like, 
um, definitely started like gravitating, gravitating towards writing, which is like kind of what I always like secretly was doing, but like never like, yeah, like noticed. I yeah. definitely needed like, like that teacher at like NYU to be like, no girl, like you want to be a writer. Um, and I never had that in my life. So I just like deluded myself into thinking I wanted to be an actress like forever. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then I started, I switched to writing and then things started going even better because I think to be cheesy it's like when you find your when you find your path doors open yeah when you find what you're supposed to be doing yeah Yeah, totally for sure yeah absolutely I mean things are cheesy because (laughs) we say them because they are real right yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, exactly 100 percent well was it that like do you remember quite what it was that helped you shift from like acting into writing and Um, realizing that you know what Honestly, as weird as it is, it's starting to do hair modeling because I was fucking with my hair all the time mm-hmm. and like agents hate that and you have mm-hmm. to get a different headshot all the time. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so I was like, okay, like, I guess I'm just going to start writing or like, I don't know, just be serious. I don't know. It's like, it's really, it's so hard to place. Like, I think that was like the catalyst, but obviously there must've been something before that because if I really wanted to be an actor, I, like whatever about my hair, I wouldn't have fucked with it. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah, I have a similar thing. Like I, I realized I didn't want to do acting, and I was like, yeah. I want more tattoos. That's yeah. that's my thing. It's like I'm like I want to <laughs> yeah. get a lot of tattoos. I guess I don't want to be an actor because if I really wanted to be an actor, I would like keep my body or whatever. Yeah. You're supposed to like. And and I don't know. and on yeah. the opposite end, when I realized that I really wanted to try and be an actor, I stopped dyeing my hair blonde, like yeah. bleaching my hair, and I yeah. let it like grow out and be like a mom look. Yeah, <laughs> it was like because that's what I'm gonna get cast as as a mom. I'm thirty fucking six. So. Yeah, bro. I've been thinking about that. I'm like, yeah. if I did want to start acting, I would have to be a mom. Yeah. Um, Somebody thought I was 27 recently. So you look amazing. Maybe, by you the really way. do. No, you look fabulous. I don't know how old you are, but I would I would think 20. Seven. I believe it. If okay. it weren't for the fact that you said that you were 19. Um, I'm actually 28. Been... I'm 28. Wait, you're 28? I'm 28. No. I'm 28. <laughs> Don't count. I'm 28. 20. I wrote it down. <laughs> Somebody uh, thought I was 27, which is one year younger than my you actual age. <laughs> Which was so nice to get that one year boost. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Uh, I'm just going to take this moment to uh, uh, shout you out for another thing that I really enjoyed, which was a, a sketch that I actually got to be in, which was the uh, James Bond <gasps> sketch, which uh, was uh, very inventive. I love the use of the stage. Um, what are, what are your, that- some of your uh, – this was – Heidi guested for Fembot PhD and it was such a pleasure. So fun. And also so God, I can't think of the right word, but so needed, I guess. Like so like it was just a warm blanket around me at a time when I like needed a warm blanket. It was like so, like so fun. That I love oh. that James Bond sketch. Like yeah, we yeah. we put up a uh put up a like a big sheet across the front of the stage and backlit it red and had like James yeah. Bond dancers we were like silhouetted shed. naked ladies like yeah. dancing and then there's the one who's very clumsy <laughs> yeah oh. ends up accidentally oh. shooting James Bond mm-hmm. it's a whole thing but that's amazing it's, really it's very like uh what it's a uh, very um I think it's my experimental theater background I shining was through, say, actually. Yeah. yeah. Cause one of the things they said is to use the whole stage. Um, so I 
I love that. Like I love using like the whole space in theater. So I, when I did yes. sketch, I tried to like bring that in as much as possible. I love sketch that takes up like the theater mm-hmm. that yeah. like uses the whole space. I think with sketch comedy, like you really can do anything. And it, um, I don't know. I think most people like think of the stage as just a stage. Like they just look at the the lines and so like in college, they like were like, oh, look at that. Look at that. Look at all these things outside the lines that you can do. And so like you're open to it because you've seen it. And um, I had the wonderful fortune of studying under Mary Overly, who's the originator of the viewpoints technique. Oh, and she um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, she passed away, um, I think, two years ago, but she was so brilliant. She's like this. um she's like one of those like crazy geniuses where she's just like in her own little world but like everything she said was just some kind of like gem um and uh I think that more than anything is like really like seeped into my pores because she's like she's amazing I got to like sit at the feet of this like theater guru that like a lot of people don't know about because she's not like she's not like a Tony Robbins where she like needs to like spread her seed of wisdom all over right right um, yeah. yeah or even like a Meisner or Strasberg yeah yeah wait but I've heard of I've heard of viewpoints um so actually um so she developed the, this technique called the viewpoints where there's um six elements that you use um and it, it's for theater but it can be all art um she started mm-hmm. as a modern dancer um there's space shape time, emotion, movement, and story. Um, And so you use these elements, like these different elements and like combine them. Um, And you can focus on one or like de-emphasize the other or whatever. And then um, Anne Bogart was one of her students and she took it and changed it. And so now when people think of the viewpoints, they think of Anne Bogart, but it's really this stolen (laughs) stolen thing. I've heard it. I feel like I've heard it for like screenwriting and stuff like that. Oh, interesting. Oh, I haven't heard that, but yeah. yeah. Ann Bogart. Fuck her. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Ann Bogart. <laughs> oh, man. Um, shit. So so is that something that flavors then how you how you write and how you create mm-hmm. and act? Yeah, I think so, for sure. Do you oh. think that applies to your like work for a screen as well? Um, or have you like started implementing that sort of same viewpoint in your screenwriting or how do you think there's a way to do that? Oh God, it's interesting. I don't think I've thought of that because I think when I started screenwriting, I don't think structure was my strong suit. So I really focused on structure, learning structure. And like, Hmm. so (laughs) it's weird. Like with my acting training, it was all like very like free and like hippie, do whatever. And then experimental. Yeah, experimental. My screenwriting is very just like, okay, here is the outline that you follow. Or like here is like here's the skeleton that you follow. Um, but I don't. It's interesting because I feel like instinctually you are somebody who gravitates probably towards structure a little, yeah, I think or at so, least yeah. learning the rules and learning what's happened at least beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. think so. Yeah, I love rules. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, rules are good. Yeah, um, but it sounds like you know you've, with um, with viewpoints like there are rules, right? It's like there are rules in terms of like the way you. Okay. Okay. I mean, not Mary. Not Mary Overly's viewpoint at all. She was more like questions. Yeah, questions, ideas, discovery. Yeah, discovery. Yeah, Yeah. got it. The only rule is to be curious, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, so I have a random question okay. for you. Just totally random question for you. Did you watch my so-called life growing up? No. No. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Because when I watched Crushed, I uh I got a real like Jordan Catalano vibe from the Ooh, male lead. Do you know Jordan Catalano? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my yeah. so it's like the way people are obsessed with this yeah. character. It yes. was like this, he's like the school dream yeah. about, right? So there's like the 90s, my so-called life with Claire Danes and Jared Leto, and yeah. he is that character. And so I like, you know, I, that's the vibe I got. So I was like, oh, I wonder if like Crushed is actually based off, based off of Heart of Darkness. No <laughs> way. Oh my God. Are you kidding? No. No way. Okay. Well, you do do experimental with your screenwriting. Okay. <gasps> so like, that's amazing. So he's Captain Kurtz. Kurtz. Yeah, he's yeah. Captain Kurtz. Yeah, oh Jason my God. No Captain way. Kurtz. Dude. <laughs> what? What the fuck? I like so weird it's like I feel like my most recent like reckoning with myself is like being okay with how weird I am because <laughs> like I wrote a teen comedy that's like based off of Heart of Darkness like <laughs> oh my God. that's amazing though that's that really is incredible amazing. yeah um, uh, yeah and one of I, my favorite books too I can't yeah, believe me I too. Up on me that. too yeah. <laughs> Joseph Conrad also yes. Polish oh um, my theory is that People who speak a Slavic language and French and English are the best writers. <laughs> I have no evidence to back that up other than Joseph Conrad and Vladimir Nabokov. I was Nabokov. Say Nabokov. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nabokov is the other one, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, um, that's so funny. But yeah, no, Slavic languages are incredibly hard and incredibly complicated, especially Polish. It's like the hardest one. Yeah. Um. So I think that there's like a certain thing that it does to your brain where I think it makes it easier to. Uh, I think it's like other cultures, like or especially like Slavic cultures, there's more like uh, focus on like education and like learning for the sake of learning. <sighs> yep. uh, yeah, there's a war Fucking... on education in this country. Oh it's yeah, very scary. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, we you know we were there in Florida. No kid, no no kid left behind. Hey, uh, we're gonna um, change gears a little bit. Change gears. We're gonna go to these are five things now. Yeah, are we? yeah I think yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think we're good. Oh. Okay, we're going to do a thing that we do with all of our guests. Uh, it's not a lightning round. It it's seems not. like it will be a lightning round, but you can take your time with these questions. I listen to your podcast. I okay. know. Oh these are five things. Yes. Okay, awesome. Um, I never want to assume, but it's so nice to hear. It is really nice to hear. Thank you. Um, so, of course, our, our so you are prepared then, perhaps, for these questions. So our first question, as always, is what is your biggest influence in comedy? Um, well, the aforementioned Harold Lloyd. Hell yeah. Um, hell yeah. Uh, who was brilliant. Um, like just also like really into comedy. Um, I like, I have like a lot of obscure tastes that I like really, really love. Ooh. Um, like in high school I loved like old movies. So like I loved Carol Lombard. Um, and then I loved, uh, Bernstein Allen. Um, Gilda Radner, of course. I what, feel like everybody says it. Lucille Ball. What, how were you? How were you watching these? I turned to classic movies. Okay, great. Okay. Um, I would like. So you had cable. I did. I actually nice. didn't have TV for like a really long time growing up, and then we got it like in middle school. So um, then I became like obsessed <laughs> with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, uh, I, the world of VHS tapes just yeah. like really like just. 
gave me so much. There was so like so much that was accessible through. <laughs> were you like a, a like a blockbuster member, or were you like buying them? Um, I think if I really loved something, that I, I would buy it. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I remember movie rental places were great because they'd always have movies for like six ninety nine in a yeah. bin at the front yeah. of the theater, yeah. the store. Yeah, we had one that wasn't blockbuster. I think Hollywood Video, and that oh, okay. had like a classic movie section. Oh, um, yeah. God, what else did I like? I really liked Kids in the Hall. Um, Upright, the TV show Upright Citizens Brigade was that mm-hmm. was a huge influence on me. Um. My tastes are like so obscure. Like I would like I'll, like say this stuff I love, and people will be like, "What?" <laughs> um, I like I really love like this French movie called like OSS One Seventeen. <laughs> like, well, okay. you were not fucking kidding. <laughs> yeah. Like that's my favorite movie. Yeah, it's pretty okay. obscure. <laughs> I'm gonna write this down. <laughs> it's so good. It's with um, Jean Duchardin who. Uh, one for the artist oh. it's by the whole team that did the artist oh. okay, very cool. so when the artist rolled around i was like oh i know these people oh <laughs> <laughs> um, they're done that cool, cool, cool yeah i also like really i feel like people know who he is now because there's a, a war but i like loved like servant of the people on netflix which was uh uh, Zelensky's show like anybody oh, knew when he was still a comedian yeah mm. yeah that was the thing that got him president in Ukraine yeah. oh um and I like I watched it before like when it was on Netflix and I was like oh my god this is like the best thing ever and it What's was it like called? Servant, Servant of, of the, the people. people yeah it's really really good you just got me I'm like okay you like <laughs> love obscure shit yeah so I- how do you find most of the stuff that you watch I don't, I got, I guess I'm just lucky. <laughs> I think I'm like open to different things. Um, I don't know if it's from having like a foreign mom or something and just like being part of a different culture. I'm like very like open about different stuff. Cause I know you can find like good stuff that's not mainstream or commercial and it's like even better than yeah. yeah. At this stuff. point, your algorithm probably too is like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've got you figured out. <laughs> it's like, look, yeah. we're not going to recommend friends. Okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Though I'm sure it also recommends friends too. Cause you also, you, cause you also have an appreciation for, um, more like mainstream yeah, funny I stuff. Do. Yeah. Too, right? I love, I love rom-coms. I love, yeah. um, I love teen movies. Like I wrote a teen movie cause yeah. I just yeah. love teen movies. Um, what's what are some of your favorite teen movies? Okay, Clueless. Um, yeah, yes. yes. Shout out to my girl Jane Austen. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, did you have the same experience when you moved to LA, where a lot of the jokes in Clueless, like that you maybe hadn't gotten, just like you were like, oh, I understand this now. I understand <laughs> yeah. this now. Like the one that got yeah. me was you get upset when people think you live below sunset. Yeah, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Or like I what, get it now. when they went to the party in the valley, I'm like, okay, yes. I know what that means. Yeah. And I know why like this specific valley, because it was Sun Valley that yeah. they went to. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Or well, uh, the, everywhere you go has ballet, obviously. Yeah. But then when they get on the freeway, like yes. I'm like, all this yes. stuff makes yes. so much more sense to me now that yeah. I live here. Like yeah. everywhere it takes 20 minutes to get to mm-hmm. where it's yeah. like, that's funny because it's true, but not. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, it should take you 20 minutes to get anywhere in yeah. LA, but it yeah. doesn't. If there was like a zombie acom- like apocalypse and everybody died that you could get there in 20 minutes <laughs> yeah. so you could get anywhere in 20 minutes yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay um, so okay, clueless, clueless. <laughs> mean girls easy a um, yeah yep, yep, yep. 
God, was, oh, book smart, obviously. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. Yeah, that was great. God, what else? I mean, I just watch anything. Like, I love, like, all, like, all, like I'll just watch, like, any old shit. Like, any old, like, shitty, shitty <laughs> movie. <laughs> uh, uh, I can relate to that, dude. Like, yeah. yeah, for sure. If somebody were to turn on <laughs> She's All That, I'd be, like, I'd yeah. happily watch that again. <laughs> oh, I watched He's All That. I, like... <laughs> Oh yeah, how was it? How was it? So okay, so here's the thing. (laughs) Um, Okay, so like the whole thing where like the premise is that they give a guy a makeover and then he's hot. Yeah, totally worked. Oh my god, I was like, he's not hot, and then now he's hot. Like, (laughs) she's all that. She was hot the whole time. time. The whole time, super hot, so hot. You know when you're like my bisexual awakening or whatever. When Lady Boggs takes off her overalls at the beach and she's wearing that black one piece and she's hotter than everybody else on that beach. I was mm-hmm. like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes. Oh, the male, yeah. the oh, male makeover. With the makeover, here the other thing is, I also don't long, like long hair on guys. So when they cut his hair, I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, he's all that. Check him out. I'm, yeah, I mean, it's bad because I'm too. I'm like too old for it. I'm 28 years old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, but I love it. <laughs> Uh, okay, next question. What would you say has been your worst experience in comedy so far and your best experience in comedy? Oh, God. I want to say my actual worst comedy experience. You do not have to. If uh, it's a dark place and you don't want to go there again, mm-hmm. please do not. I mean, it's just, it's not dark. I just, like, think that it's, I don't know, it's so, like... I don't know. I think like comedy is like really, really fun. Like when you get to be like do sketch and everything. Um, and then when it's not fun, it's like so much worse, like all like, you know, like your sketch team drama or like whatever drama and shit. And it's like, why is this thing I love so much? Like so unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's relatable. I don't think you have to get into specifics. That's like in general, (laughs) the most relatable worst worst part of comedy to me is like, yeah, yeah, when you just want to do the thing that's yeah. fun to you and like you just feel like you can't. It's, yeah, it feels it's like, why is everyone making this thing so hard? This should be fun. And yeah. um, I had like one moment where I was like on a sketch team and I wasn't getting a sketch on the show, but I found out like repeatedly, like month after month, I like wouldn't be able to get anything up. And then I found out that one of my reductors articles got in a museum and I was like, I can get a fucking like article in a fucking museum. Like I'm not even dead and my writing is in a museum and I yeah. can't get a sketch on a fucking on my house team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's going to be like the audience is going to be like 10 people who are also other performers. And it's like it's like it's like, why is this so hard? Like, why yeah. is it so much harder than it needs to be? Um, and I think that it does like boil some of it does boil down to sexism yeah uh but uh so ladies of sketch night which will transition to into probably my best experience which is getting you to ladies of sketch night and yes having an outlet for like all of the frustrations i was feeling like i had one night where there were four girls on our team we were sitting complaining about how we weren't getting like we weren't getting to be in sketches while the show was going on like we had enough time to sit around and have this whole conversation and chat of, and chat about us not being in the show during the show, which is insane because 
like sketches are four minutes long. That meant yes. that you weren't yeah. in that sketch and you probably weren't in the next sketch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, yeah. And I'm like, I'm wasn't the only person who was having these frustrations. I think yeah. a lot of other people were like on my team, on other teams. And then I think uh, Ladies of Sketch Night was a really healthy way to channel it. I'm mm-hmm. a big believer of like, um, like if you have an obs- obstacle, you just like jujitsu, jujitsu it around and be like, fuck you and like turn it into a positive. Yeah. And um, I think that's what Lady of Sketch Night was. And I think it's also, um, <laughs> I I feel like there's probably like a German word or like a Buddhist concept or something <laughs> where you like find joy in like other people's joy. Uh, it's but- uh, it's com- uh, Campari. <laughs> Oh, um, definitely not a German word. Uh, yeah. There's actually think Germans. There's a that. very uh, there's a very English word, and it's used in polyamory. Oh. <laughs> it's uh, it's like getting no no jealousy, no like your joy is completely from the joy of like the people around you, yeah. right? Yeah, I think it's Campari. Well, Anyways, I've never done drugs. I don't know what this is. Polyamory terms. Oh, (laughs) oh, (laughs) Um, was that a joke? (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) I'm very straight laced. (laughs) I've never seen a penis. No, that's not. (laughs) I'm only 28 year old. I'm only 28 years old. I'm so I'm so innocent and so young. Um, (laughs) I would love to ask your ex husband about that. (laughs) She was a child bride. She was a child. She was too young for that. (laughs) Not Uh, in Florida, apparently. That's very true. true. Actually, you know, so parts of the South. Anyway, Uh, Uh, but yeah, getting to channel that and like getting to like give. Yeah. yeah, and seeing like seeing other people having a good time and other people being able to have this night where that they don't have to deal with all the bullshit is like that is like that's nice. I think yeah. um I don't know. I think there's a lot of happiness to be found in making other people happy. Um Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Hence the cookies and Ugh. doing comedy, which is like dedicating your life to like making people happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, hey, hype up a friend. Ooh. Ooh. I guess I'll hype up the other Belladonna editor. Hell yes. yes. Um, Give us them names. Okay, Kristen uh, Mulroney, who just had a book come out. She wrote a Gilmore Girls cookbook. Um, oh, my God. That's, that's amazing. amazing. Yeah. I, I bought it, and, like, some of the recipes, like, genuinely look really good. There's, like, a jalapeno mac and cheese that I'm, like, really, like, definitely gonna try wait so i'm so curious are they like luke's recipes because lorelei and rory don't really cook they mm. i think it's any of the food that's on the show okay got Ooh, it yeah okay there's, there's cool. like the i've actually I've never seen gilmore girls but i guess there's like the chicken soup and mashed potatoes that she eats when she's sick okay, okay. that's in the book got it okay yeah. cool um yeah and then emily cap uh, is great. And then Alice Lahota, um, who was on it and then she just stopped cause she got a job at Buzzfeed. Um, and awesome. then also the founding editors, uh, who we work with Brooke Preston and Fiona Taylor are so fantastic. They're like so supportive. And even before I was like an editor, they're like, I remember like one day I was having just like a shit day. Actually, it was also sketch team related. Like, go figure. Oh, <laughs> who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, like, I think it was like a couple months before I had like my like moment where I was like, God, I can't get a sketch on a show, but I can get in a museum. Um, she like 
was just having a shit, shit day. And then she like reached out with like a compliment, like out of the blue. And it made me feel so much better. Um, she, she sent me like my McSweeney's piece. Like it got like put on eater and then she sent the link to me and like, it made me feel so good. And she's just this like kind, warm person like that. She's from Ohio. And I feel like it's very like, like she's so warm. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. So shout out to those ladies. Oh, hell yeah. That sounds like an awesome team to work with. It's really nice. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Do you all meet in person or are you still remote? I've never met any of them in person. No way. Because oh. Kristen is in Boston. Alan's, Alice is in Boston. Brooks in Ohio. Fiona's in New York. Emily is, I think, in Chicago. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're all over. Oh, wow. Which is right good. On. I think, like, yeah, but then it's, you know, wider audience. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Points of cool. view. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right on. Excellent. That's a solid hype. That was several hypes. That I was know. the whole Belladonna crew. <laughs> yeah. Also, y'all get up on the Belladonna. <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, hell yeah. All right. Um. So, oh my gosh, I love asking this question. Um. You have, you've had a film. You've had a movie made. You are like you are currently work. Like you've written in writers' rooms or like like you've written on TV shows. You have done just like a ton already. What is something you haven't done yet that you're like, okay, that's, I really want to do that in my career. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, I mean, oh God, this is going to be so bad, but I think like have like stability. Um, yeah, I that's feel like that. I yeah. love that. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like everybody says like, "Oh, I want to be a showrunner," and it's like I do want to be a showrunner because I love organization, and <laughs> I love <laughs> management, um, and I love like putting out fires and like dealing with all like the bullshit of it. And yeah. I'm like, I want, <laughs> but because um, I feel like a lot of people are like, "Oh, I want to be like a genius who's like has like all of our like their ideas and shit," and I'm like, "No, I want to deal with bullshit network." <laughs> like complain about it to my boyfriend and be like really stressed. <laughs> um, Give me the bureaucratic red tape, please. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing though. You That's, know what? I mean, you're the kind of person who should be a showrunner. Yeah. Like honestly though. Yeah. Because you have the right mentality about it. Yeah, you know exactly what you're getting into. Yeah. And I also like I genuinely like do love management. Like I read management books for fun and <laughs> Yeah. And I like, I do like, it's like my secret thing is like, I always like want to like direct and I'm like kind of bummed that I left sketch without ever having to like direct a show. Um, yeah. Cause it's I, not too late. You could always come back yeah. too as a director. I would love, I would love to, I would be so happy to do that. If anyone Hell listening yeah. wants to hire me as a director, um, I'm available <laughs> to direct yeah. your show. Yeah, their ca- pack is doing. They're like forming new teams yeah. right now, so so stability, no. yeah, stability. stability. Yeah, I mean, I think that this uh, this life, it's very like you go from like gig to gig or like project to project. Like even if you are like, you know, well established, like it's still very much is like a work to work kind of thing. And I think yeah. that like. God, just like being at a point in my career where I'm like more like doors are easier to open and then like, you know, and like the paychecks are bigger and like you can like feel more like you're like have like more like you have a living, like you really are making a living. Um, 
Yeah. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Did you ever take sketch three with Mike Upchurch at the pack? Oh my God. I love Mike Upchurch, but no. <laughs> I love, no, I love he's him. So he's so sweet. He's, Fabulous. He's so great. He like, we had our sketch show and he lent his personal wigs to the show. Oh yeah. He is such a stellar human being. Yeah. If you take that sketch class with him and he apparently does this in every class, there's a day where he pulls up a spreadsheet that shows his income since he started yeah. working as a paid sketch mm-hmm. writer, like every year so that you get to, or it's, he started working as a paid writer. So you get to see like every year sort of like that flux yeah. right oh. and it oh my gosh it's so vulnerable dude it's like so cool that he does that because he's basically just trying to be like this is what you're getting into yeah. some yeah. years it's going to be here and you're going to feel like a fucking rock star and then some years it's going to be here and you're going to wonder if you're ever going to get here again yeah like yeah. That's why you have to take your money and put it in your mattress. Yeah. So to speak. No, like, he like yeah. talked about that too. He was like, you got to save it, invest mm-hmm. it in a good car, whatever you have mm-hmm. to do with it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Once I started freelancing, like, um, I was like, okay, like savings is important. Like you, and then I put money aside, every single thing I put it in my, my savings and it's like, you can't touch it. Like, you like any modicum of stability that you can like make for yourself, like, like having, having like a good car, like a reliable car or like having like a big savings account or like having like a boyfriend who you live with. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, just like all those like little things you can do to yourself to make yourself less of a feather in the wind. Like you have to find like your, like, you know, your Tether, I don't know. Yeah, not, where this metaphor is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anchors, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, that's that's really smart. <laughs> I've yeah. heard of his spreadsheet. Like, I've I've people have talked about it before. It was very. I was like, wow, that's so vulnerable. I was just yeah. really yeah. impressed, like that somebody would like do that for the sake of showing. Like, he was really just trying to help us and just be like, this yeah. is. Because you should know what you're getting into. His reality is a successful reality. Yes. Like he is a successful writer. He's written on multiple shows. Like he's gotten work. He wrote on Mr. Show. Like he has an Emmy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he wrote on the Chris Rock show. Like brilliant. Yeah. Like he's so funny. Yeah. He's also one of those people where I'm like, oh my God, like you're so smart. Like I loved having him as a director because he's just like, like those people who like really like you know like this person knows their shit. Yeah. I feel like those people are so valuable and those are the people that I'm like always drawn to cuz you yeah. can always learn something from them. Yeah. But I also think it's good for him to talk about money cuz people don't really talk about money. Yes. Um and it fucks you up. Yeah. yeah. I remember like my my ex-husband um the advice he like I don't know, he learned this from like Tom Tom Lennon and Ben Garant about like, oh, never ask people for help. Never, never let anyone see that you're struggling for money. You have to really like, so we were paying for like, you know, a car we couldn't afford and like an apartment we couldn't afford because like we were trying to keep up this like facade that we were like successful. And it's like, that was, you know, that fucks your life up. Yeah. I also feel like that's a very like LA thing to do too. Like you really have to like be, it's like all about like your appearance and it's so it's not not, not a way to live yeah I think in part like that is one of the reasons I also didn't want to act anymore Mm -hmm. is I was like I can't like be expected to go to auditions and have like a certain kind of car and a certain kind of outfit yeah Yeah. like 
every single time be made up yeah. a certain way like have my nails be a certain you know what I mean like yes. level of done like yeah. there's just like things that I cannot afford yeah because <laughs> you're like at like mm-hmm. you're like pay, like like off, oftentimes like you're paying to be an actor like you're not yeah. making money yet. yeah and to be able to like compete with the people like like maybe they're for money maybe like they like ha- had a windfall or something it's so hard and like you're mm-hmm. gonna like run yourself into like debt or something like yeah. doing like terrible debt like doing like all these classes and like getting your teeth fixed and mm-hmm. like oh my gosh yep. yeah <laughs> like yeah. all the things yeah. they tell you you have to do yeah 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 shit Ooh, yeah. it's nice <laughs> I think that's one of the nice things about not acting is like taking back my like physical appearance like having like there was like a time where I like did not cut my hair because I like did not want to get new headshots. Like yeah. I really wanted short hair and I was it was like, no, my headshots are long hair. <laughs> oh, and you're like, I can't afford it. Yeah, I can't, I can't afford, afford it. new headshots right now. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like babysitting. Like Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. Cause you can't have a real job if you're an actor too. Like you right. can't do like a nine right. to five. Because like, you have to be yeah. available for auditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You're always on call. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's even worse right now. The, oh like God. the turnaround time for auditions is like, oh, if you can't send in, submit your self-tape audition within like four hours of getting the request. Oh, my God. Of like, yeah, it's like it's wild now. Wow. It's a whole new world. Wow. Um, Hey, <laughs> you got some advice for us? Maybe for us, maybe for some new people just getting their little little baby toes in the water of comedy. Um. Sure. I guess my advice will be the advice that I got myself from one Mr. Harold Clayton Lloyd. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, and then later on from Mr. Michael Delaney um, is you really have to be a student of comedy. Like you really have to like know your shit, like the ins and outs, like why something's funny, like how to like organize a sentence so that it's funnier. Like you have to put the funny thing last. Like you really have to like know your shit, like in and out, like backwards and forwards. Um like that, I think that's the advice I would give. Oh, I guess yeah. maybe I'm also like a nerd about that stuff. No, that's good <laughs> advice. Uh, yeah, because you can know what you're doing. Like if something isn't working, you know why it's not working, how to fix it. Um, you, I think it puts you that much more in control over it. It's not some like random thing. And like doing comedy, like being funny, it's like there's like it's not – it's not like this random accident. Like every time you make something, somebody laugh, it doesn't just happen. It's like you make it happen. Like you do certain things to get this result, like more or less. Like um, obviously there's times where like something is going to flop or whatever. Like it's not perfect. It's not a perfect science. It's still an art. But there, I think there are rules. And I think learning the rules is the thing to do if you're just starting out. Yeah. Yeah. And then also don't give up. <laughs> yes yeah um because I think my I we skipped over a lot of parts but I think my my overall comedy journey is just having like it's the journey of like persistence (laughs) like um you know not letting myself be stopped because I'm like not dating somebody on a Herald team and then not getting on a Herald team because of it or like yeah whatever like if you really love it and want to do it just do it don't not do it (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's my advice. Just do it and like don't not do don't it. Don't not do it. Don't not do it. <laughs> Never stop stopping. <laughs> um, well, that's uh, that's I mean, the, what better advice could you get than 
uh, don't give up. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I think that like that is, is, you know, as much as everyone says it, it's important to hear it every time. I genuinely believe that it's important to hear it every time. Don't give up. To bring it back to the beginning, you know, my grandmother didn't give up when she was coming to America. Yeah. She faced all these obstacles. She was sexually harassed. She like was forced to go to vote at gunpoint. And then if I quit because like somebody's mean to me on my sketch team, I'm spitting in the face of my bacha. <laughs> That's a great way to look at that. And I think yeah. for everybody, right? Like most of us have people who have like done things for us, sacrificed things for us so that we can like get ahead. And like, it's good to think about all those people when you're like, you want to quit, right? Yeah. 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 All the people who like, believe in you. I think we've had somebody say that like quitting is spitting in the face of all the people who believe in you, which I think is really, I think that was Brie, right? I think it was Brie Geiger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really beautiful. Fuck yeah. 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 And, uh, your babchka, is that what it was? Babcha. Babcha Mm -hmm. would be very proud of you. Yes, I think so. I really do. I feel like your family in general would be proud of you with everything that your family went through. Uh, and, uh, what you have, uh, the life that you have cultivated for yourself, uh, despite all the odds, and there were odds, <laughs> you've done it. Yeah. And you're hilarious. I just think you're so fun and funny. Like, and just such a delightful human being. Truly. Oh my goodness. Yeah. This is the first Cookies. time I've gotten to like talk to you. And yeah. I'm just like, I'm a little obsessed. <laughs> you truly are fabulous. <laughs> That's her Instagram. You can follow you can follow Heidi Lux on Instagram at Fabulux and Twitter. And watch Crushed on TV. Oh my gosh. I wrote it. I'm yes. so proud of it. Oh my gosh. Watch, <laughs> then read Heart of Darkness and examine the parallels. That is your assignment. Uh, <laughs> legit so excited about this I know. I'm excited for the rewatch. And it makes so like, much sense. Oh my God, dude. That's, uh, again, one of my favorite things that I just learned. <laughs> <laughs> Heidi, you're amazing. Thank you Thank so you. much for being here. Thank, Thank you, you for having me. I'm so excited to like fulfill my dream of being on this podcast. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Chick. <laughs> wow uh no seriously though something that i had kind of wanted to say but it's so much more important to hear a guest talk about sort of their experience and their advice but i wanted to commiserate with her on the be a student of comedy advice that she gave just because I've mentioned this, but when I retook sketch one recently, it just like reaffirmed for me that like you have never learned it all to a point where you will never need a refresher. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you can always relearn. There's always stuff to relearn. So being a constant student, I don't know. It's just like, it's, I think the most important approach to like any craft is like to be a constant student of it and be willing to learn and be surprised by what you learn. Yeah. 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 I've been thinking about retaking some class, like just taking some classes, getting back in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What classes do you think about taking? I don't know. I just like thinking about going and getting my MFA in acting, but that's just me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just thinking about taking a couple of classes, girl. No, I literally looked up uh, the MFA requirements for the Irvine Creative Writing Program. Oh my gosh! Because I miss I miss writing narrative fiction like so much. I miss it a lot. 
and you need that structure yeah i like the structure and so i was like i was like looking up fully funded mfa programs and most of them are out of the state but irvine is fully funded and in state and i could like live in la and commute to irvine because it's Mm. that close yeah It's a real thing. I probably am going to apply for my MFA, which here's the thing though. I want to say this. What is the tweet? It's like, do I want to go back to grad school or am I just depressed? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, yeah. it's something that I think about a lot. I'm like, do you really want to go get your MFA or do you just have no fucking idea what to do with yourself right now? (laughs) And so you're like, I know more school. Yeah. Yeah, because that was our the time in our life when we had the most structure. Mm-hmm. You and knew what you wanted, and you were like, yeah. I, could, I could do it. Even if you didn't know what you wanted, at least you were doing something. Yeah. And you were learning something. So even if, like, uh, who knows where I want to take this information, it was like, you know, it's hard when you love to learn things. It's hard, but hard to motivate yourself. Ugh. Anyways, I admire Heidi so much for being the type of person who would go on her off time to the, like the library and pick up these books and read them because she was just interested in them. Like, I think that is so fucking cool. She reads management books in her right? time, spare time for fun. That's, um, that's amazing. That's delightful. Yeah. Oh. It's just delightful. That is so, it's inspiring. Fuck. Yeah. Heidi is the delight. Yeah. What a pleasure to have her. And what a, have, uh, what a pleasure to have you, listeners. Um, it is truly a delight to have you listening. Thank you so much. Uh, shout out <laughs> to Heidi if she's listening to her own episode. We thank you so much for being a fan. This is, this is, it meant so much. If you've liked what you've heard today, you can check us out. Um, we're at the Period Podcast Network. We do have a Patreon uh, and we do take subscribers. Uh, so feel free to throw us some bones if you got some. Uh, but otherwise, leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. It's it's really helpful for us to know, you know, what, what you think about uh, what we're doing here. So we appreciate you so much for listening. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and keep, keep crushing, crushing it. it. <laughs> Comedy Girl Crush was created by Nikki Urban, is edited by Kate Siegel, is produced by Kate Siegel, Mackenzie Mazel, and the Period Podcast Network. Our music is by Rena Hundert, and our artwork is by Ariel Alter. And that's on Period Network. <laughs>